0: With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Cowboys Break presented by SWBC Mortgage Studios. I'm Amber Garcia joined by Nick Eatman and David Hellman. Um, I guess Derek decided that free agency wasn't that important. <laughs> you know, you guys know I always have to give him crap, but anytime he's not on the show. But how are you guys doing?
2: I mean, hey, if he's going to be gone during free agency, the Cowboys seem to be a great team to work for. <laughs> so it works out probably.
3: Doing good. Doing Just good. saying.
2: I'm great. I'm lovely. I'm lovely.
1: No, that's good. Well, we are going to try to talk about um, what's been happening since Monday in free agency relating, obviously, to the Cowboys. And then we're going to go down the list and kind of talk about the guys that are left under... list of cowboys free agents and kind of see what we can expect from that but one of the bigger names that has come up is obviously uh, quarterback andy dalton he has agreed to a deal with uh the chicago bears so this leads to the question with what's gonna happen at quarterback uh backup quarterback for the cowboys so just wanted to get started with Andy Dalton, and and kind of something that we kind of expected him to go somewhere else and possibly start for another team. But what happens now here for the Cowboys?
3: Well, I I really don't know if they can do anything other than what they've already got. I mean, and, you know, I don't think you can have it all. In you know in this in this area in this era of salary cap, um, I just don't think that the Cowboys can afford to have a forty million dollar you know a year quarterback and then have a a backup that's that's you know making a lot of money. I I just I think it's got to be Garrett Gilbert. I think it's got to be maybe a draft pick. I mean maybe there might be somebody out there on on the very very cheap, but I just I don't know if they can really afford that
2: my rebuttal i guess would be that they afforded it while they were paying their quarterback 31 million last year which obviously is not 40 but you can make it work i don't know if the cowboys will uh for starters i'm I'm just happy for Andy like I know you know last season wasn't great for anybody but he took a low contract partially because of covid partially because this was home partially to set himself up and it, it worked out he tripled his deal from last year and he's gonna have a chance to start uh, I don't know what that's going to look like because the Bears kind of look like a disaster from the outside. But hey, he, you know, as of right now, I think Nick Foles is the only person he's competing against for a starting job. So good for him. Uh, I mean, I, I do tend to agree with Nick. If you if you made me guess right now, I would say Garrett Gilbert and maybe Ben DiNucci or maybe Mike McCarthy rolls rolls the dice on another backup. But I would guess those two young guys, honestly. With Dalton and Tyrod Taylor going off the market yesterday, there's not a ton of like experienced quarterback ability available. Like the two names that really come to mind are Alex Smith and Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Both of those guys, I would assume, are going to try to go somewhere with a better opportunity to start. But, you know, if that doesn't work out, maybe they'd be willing to settle for less like Andy Dalton did last year. Um, That could be really fun, particularly Alex Smith, in my opinion, with what. Dak Prescott said about him during his press conference last week, but that's obviously a little premature, and you know, with the with the crunch they have against the cap, yeah, I think, I think probably cheaper is the more likely option.
3: I mean, it's going to have to be somebody, if it's a veteran, it's going to have to be somebody in the same boat as Dalton last year. That's like, you know, I mean, Dalton's yeah. arrow is pointing up because he got a chance to play. It was pointing down last year, which that's where the money was. I mean, you said that they made it work. They didn't I mean, it was 31 million for Dak. I guess what was he counting? Uh, Andy Dalton, like two, three, three million. It was.
2: Yeah, it, I mean, it was a it was a th- a base of three with a bunch of incentives tacked on. Which onto he probably
3: it. hit some of those. I would imagine. Probably, yeah. He probably made some yeah. of that. Yeah, I think I he,
2: yeah, he upped it up to like five. I think. But with the cap going down and. Well, we. Go ahead.
1: Now, I was just going to say that we know how big, since the moment uh, Mike McCarthy got here, we know how big he is on quarterbacks and all that and the importance of it. And given the fact that, okay, he cares so much about quarterback, we know that Dak Prescott, he's coming back from an injury. He looks and he seems healthy. We've seen the video of him working out. He says he's going to be ready when the moment matters and all that. But as of right now, what would, like, how big given all the necessities that the Cowboys currently have on the roster in other positions, where would you rate quarterback, backup quarterback? I mean, are you really looking at backup quarterback as a really important need right now for the Cowboys?
2: No. I mean, I I think – oh, go ahead. Well, we I, disagree again. I, yeah, ahead. I just
3: don't. I, I don't think it's – not when it's – you know, not when it's uh, related to the other positions. I I wouldn't put it up there th- that high. I mean, it, we saw last year that it was important to have, but uh, you they got the best backup quarterback they could probably have last year, and they didn't they didn't help them. I mean, if you lose Dak, it's you're playing for a draft pick probably anyway. So I, I'm not I'm not putting that as a super high priority.
2: See, I disagree because, first of all, I mean, the the difference between, I think, the difference between what Dalton was able to provide over the second half of the season and what you saw from Ben DiNucci. I know people are super high on what Garrett Gilbert did against Pittsburgh, and that's fair, but it was one game a week after one of the most atrocious performances I can ever remember. So I handicapped that a little bit. But my point was going to be you're not always going to lose your starter for the season. You know, that's pretty rare, but it's not that uncommon to lose your starter for one, two, three, four weeks. You know, the the Rams didn't have Jared Goff and the the Cardinals didn't have Kyler Murray going into their season finale with a playoff spot on the line last year. Uh, You know, the Saints treaded water with Teddy Bridgewater for five or six weeks a couple years ago when Drew Brees was hurt. And I think, you know, Andy Dalton starting nine games is probably not going to get you where you want to go. But if he had only been needed for three... It could have been huge, and so that's that's where my head is. Um, again, first of all, there aren't that many options. You know, there there aren't very many quarterbacks left that have a significant amount of starting experience. It would probably have to be uh, Alex Smith or Mitchell Trubisky. Which you know, if they kick around for a few more weeks and can't find a deal they like, maybe it's possible. But like I said, I think I think the overwhelming likelihood is that they go with youth. Just. Because of the the constraints they
3: have on their salary cap. Well, yeah. let's go
1: ahead and and go ahead, Nick.
3: I think you know, but I think that you can make that argument both ways. Like, if it's only if he's only probably going to be hurt two or three games, then you could say, well, if it's two or three games, you know, maybe we, you know we're gonna we're not gonna win those anyways. I mean, you're not gonna win them. I don't I don't think those backup quarterbacks that you get. You know, Andy Dalton came in in his first week and he was. He was terrible against Arizona. That wasn't, you know, that wasn't his best game, and he didn't play that well the next week against Washington, even though they didn't have a chance. But so I I mean, I think you could make the argument both sides. Like, well, if it's only going to be two or three games, then maybe you can get by with, with. And Garrett Gilbert is kind of intriguing because he is a veteran, but he's still he's been around. He just hasn't played a whole lot, and he's cheap. He's a cheap veteran that's that's been around. So that might. That might be the the only way, the only option that they really have anyways, just because they just don't have a lot of money.
2: Yeah. And I think I made, I think I made that joke back in like January that, I mean, for, for the circumstances he was in, Garrett Gilbert played great against Pittsburgh. And I think the Cowboys are going to use that plus his cost, his very team friendly cost to say, well, we feel good about what he can do and we'll keep. You know, we'll keep developing Ben DiNucci, or you know, maybe we'll we'll use another flyer on a draft pick. That's that's what I expect to happen. But me personally, I I have a lot more appreciation for the value of a quarterback who's been there and done that. Uh, And you know, maybe it's probably not in the cards for the Cowboys this year, but I still think it would be a good idea.
1: Well, Gilbert did show some potential in that one game that we did get to see from him last year. But Dave, in you know another position that can help the quarterback position, and we know it's very important, is the tackle position. The Cowboys are expecting to have Lael Collins and Terrence Smith back in the lineup and all that. Uh, but one of the moves that did happen uh, during free agency earlier this week was swing tackle Cam Irving. He agreed on a, de- on a two-year deal with the, Caroli- uh, the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers. And although he wasn't necessarily a guy that contributed much to the position he because of injuries and all that, it's still another body to add depth there at the position. The Cowboys did agree a one-year deal with tackle Ty and I cannot yeah, pronounce it. I was like, name, let's, let's hear it.
3: Inseki. Thai
1: Nseki.
3: Inseki. It's actually, once you, once you hear it and see it, it's like, oh, that kind of makes sense. It's Thai inseki
1: Inseki.
3: But, um. Uh,
1: <laughs> All right. Coming from the Buffalo. So, just wanted to get your input and, and kind of your evaluation. I know he's not necessarily a big-name guy, but what do you guys um think about him and that near addition to to the position
3: uh you know in, in the in the press conference that they that they're gonna have later today uh, to to explain all these moves I can't wait to ask them about it um I'm joking because they're probably not doing that um I don't understand it, and I don't have to understand it because no one's really explaining it does doesn't make sense to me he's got seventeen starts in seven years I don't know anything about him, and I know that he hasn't been good enough to start. I know he's from Arlington, Texas, so that's cool. But uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it doesn't make a lot of a lot of sense. And so, you know, as Rob Phillips, I think, pointed out when we talked about it, he's got one more start than uh, uh, Terrence Steele. So I don't know. It, I'm not expecting a whole lot out of him because he hasn't he hasn't been that guy in his career.
1: Does Does he at least have less injury history? As
3: Cam Irving, it's hard to tell. He's only yeah.
2: I mean, he's he's well. That's he's he's been available, but yeah, he hasn't been a regular starter. Yeah, without try, without trying to sound too much like a smart aleck, I mean, you can sort of just do the Cowboys off... You can do their free agency like as fill in the blank. Like the story's the same, the name's different. It's the same signing as Cam Irving or uh Cam Fleming in my opinion like a you know a guy that has been around the league has started is not very expensive uh probably doesn't thrill you if he actually has to play a lot but can be here and you know if the Cowboys did have a press conference which they probably won't but if they did they would say something along the lines of well You know, this opens us up to be true in the draft, and you know we don't have a glaring need at offensive tackle because we have this guy, but we could still draft one if we need to. It's like like the Cowboys basically have a manual at this point, and they check it off. They're like, all right, we re-signed some key special teamers, we got a veteran, great, but might be good enough, and uh, you know, hopefully, it works out better (laughs) than the other ones have because the other ones haven't been awesome.
1: Hopefully yeah. that's not all they do at the position. So
3: I, th- I think it will be. We'll see be, what though. they
1: do at the draft.
3: I think. I, oh, the draft. No. Okay. No, in the in the draft. Yeah, I thought you were meant like in free. Eight. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think they expected. What did, what did Irving get? Like, nine? Did he get nine? Two years, million? ten
2: million. Two years, five million it's, a year. Uh, I think it's two for ten with eight guaranteed or something like that. Yeah.
3: Good for him. I mean, that he. Uh, I'm. Um I think that I think that was being him being a first round pick. Because he didn't do anything last year to kind of show that oh you know, he's he's a really good player. I mean he you know, he was he was sick when he first got here and then he got hurt twice and um he played okay I think when he was here, but I mean he was battling with Terrence Steele for playing time. So um you know, I, I think that's what what this is. I think that they cover themselves with a little bit more of a veteran guy, but I, I think that if whatever depth chart they have on their board, I would imagine Terrence Steele is still he's probably ahead of this guy.
2: It wouldn't surprise me based on everything we saw from Terrence Steele last year. And I'm mean, yeah, like I I, you know, and Ty I, I'm at like I'm somewhat familiar with Niseki because he was he was a reserve for Washington for several. Like that was where he got the vast majority of his playing time was with Washington whenever Trent Williams or Morgan Moses was unavailable. Um, he would step in and he seemed fine. But yeah, like i'm I'm not about to sell this as the Cowboys solving their swing tackle problem. If anything, I think, well. You know, it's probably a three-way competition right now between him and Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele, and you know maybe they'll add a guy
3: in the draft as well. I hate saying this, especially coming from me talking to you guys, but why is he so old? Like, he's thirty-five years old. <laughs> I, I I don't I, well, I don't it doesn't add up. Like, where's this? I mean, seven-year pro, thirty-five. I mean, play baseball for six years. I mean, what what's going on? i um, I think he
2: did actually. Uh, he had an extensive... Like, he's been out of college since 2009. Uh, he played... Yeah, he played a lot of, like, Arena League football, I think. Yeah, he, he played a lot of Arena League football. And I don't think he got to the NFL until 2012. So. And then he went back He went back to Arena League for a little while, too. Like, he's... Oh, and he, there's some CFL on this resume? Yeah, my man... I mean... You know, it's easy to crack jokes, but like, good on him. Like, that's a hell of a success story to turn that into. You know, you've been on three or four NFL teams and signed three or four contracts. I mean, good for you. (laughs) So I have a I
3: have a glaring typo in my story. Then I said that he played high school ball right right next to uh, or near uh, AT and T Stadium uh not exactly true he probably like he played it next to the construction He's site of ATT state He's probably made it
2: next to the construction site yeah yeah
3: Got it Hang <laughs> I thought that That's was safe there this, this place has been open 11 years All right
1: Well definitely not not anything um <laughs> not anything not anyone exciting but an extra body and quote-unquote some veteran experience if you can call that veteran experience but we'll see um hopefully the cowboys do better in this free agency so far there hasn't been been any splash right now which people hate but we know that's kind of the cowboys trend and what they usually do but moving on to the list uh, on the list to the wide receiver position we know that the cowboys did um agree on a contract and on a one-year deal with wide receiver Noah Brown and then they are expected to give Cedric Wilson the tender. So two guys that we've talked about on the show uh, any surprises here good or bad are you guys happy with kind of those decisions that the Cowboys have made with those two guys?
2: You know there's been like a there's been a tone of sarcasm I think to the entire opening of the show which is totally fair in my opinion but I genuinely, they have done a few things that I genuinely love, and bringing back Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson are two of them because I neither one of them was expensive. Um, they both, you know, they're both well familiar with everything that's asked of them here. You know, Noah's been here since twenty seventeen, Cedric's been here since twenty eighteen. I hesitate to use the term "breakout" because you know they were still role players last year, but they certainly made their biggest contributions yet to the team. And and it certainly looked like they were both going to have bigger roles before Dak got hurt. I think you kind of pare things down when you lose your starting quarterback. Obviously, Cedric had that amazing game in Seattle. You know, a week or two before Dak went down, um, and and now you you know you keep your receiver core intact, and it keeps you from really having to do anything. You know, maybe maybe they want to draft a guy to deal with maybe losing Michael Gallup, but that could also be a problem for next year. You know, you could tag Gallup. You could do something with Amari's contract. So I like this because it it keeps the group intact for at least one more year. And, you know, you can make some hard decisions next year. But on a team with this many holes to fill, it's nice to think that, you know, wide receiver, you don't have to do anything with it right now. Because I think one through five, that's about as good as you could ask for, in my opinion.
3: Dave, I, I didn't even, I should have looked this up. What is Noah Brown's salary? What did they pay for him? I honestly, I don't think the
2: terms have even been disclosed because, you know, it's technically, I know you can re-sign your own, like, you can re-sign your own during the tampering period, but I don't think any of these guys have actually signed their deals, but I have a hard time believing Noah Brown is going to make more than, you know. A million or two, like I, it, it just you know Cedric's yeah. Cedric's tag is for two million dollars. I, I can't that imagine was that Noah's thought, would be more than that.
3: I thought that was a little high, I, actually. I, I don't think I would have done that if I was the Cowboys. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to uh, give him a, a restricted tender. You could just sign them to whatever you want. Uh, I think I probably would have done that. Two point one million dollars. I'm okay with doing that for Antoine Woods, but I mean for Cedric Wilson, I'm. Um, you know, I, I I hear what you're saying about having that intact, but you know, I just I I feel like you could pro- they could probably get him cheaper than that, and and I don't believe that's guaranteed, so they don't necessarily have to 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 keep him if they if they want to you know move him. He did make some good strides though last year, especially when with with Dak. So I would imagine he'll be a regular at the at the uh, Prescott Ranch or whatever they they're calling his his <laughs> his field over there. Yes. Backyard. Yeah,
2: that's Dax's guy, no doubt. So hey, and may you know, hey, when you're the when you're the forty million dollar face of the franchise, maybe maybe Dax got that cachet where he's like, "How about y'all tender my guy and just make sure he doesn't go anywhere." That's true.
3: He's got that now.
1: <laughs> well, let's go ahead and take a, a quick break. When we come back, we'll just keep going down the line uh, on this list and. Nick, you did mention Antoine Woods, so he's up next on the Cowboys free agency list.
0: Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT ATT are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit
2: ATt.com for details. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing. The star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Since
0: 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today
2: at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com.
0: Back to the
3: break. The Star District is the perfect place for the whole family to enjoy Help support local Frisco businesses by visiting us to dine, shop, and explore the Dallas Cowboys themed campus. For more information on all the Star has to offer, visit the Stardistrict.com. And I was at all the right, Star welcome District. Welcome back
1: to the break now, Nick.
3: I was at the Star <laughs> District actually last night and I saw Joe Looney there. Uh-huh. So I don't and I was kind of talking to him briefly, kinda of yelled at him and he yelled back, but uh, I don't know. I got the sense he might be coming back.
1: Did you get any information? Well, it was
3: kind of loud in there, and he Let's was kind of yelling jumbo. up, and he was excited. You know, just because he was excited, I think he'd be, you know, he'd be excited even if he heard some really bad news. I mean, he's he's just that's just the guy he is. But I, I get the <laughs> sense that he he might be coming back. Joe Looney, back in Dallas. We'll see. Good to know.
1: Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll you can see. you can do all we'll that see. at the
3: Star District. You never know who you're going to see at the Star District.
2: Well, you get Honestly, that's stars. not even that's not even me trying to sell it. Like, you hang out there enough, you'll probably run into somebody interesting. Like, it's just, I mean, it's right there next to the facility, so you never know who's going to pop out to grab something to eat or whatever. Right.
1: Could be David Hellman, could be Nick Eman, <laughs> yeah. you never know. You I was thinking, a with I was them. thinking
2: <laughs> about, like, legitimately important people, but yeah, that too. <laughs>
1: You guys are important, too. Um, okay, moving on to the defensive tackle position. Nick, I'm going to throw it back to you with Antoine Woods. Um, he is expected to receive the tender. Thoughts on this? Um, how are you guys feeling about that decision?
3: Yeah, I I've, I like him. I, I've always liked his game. I think it I think it, it. fits. We'll see how it fits in this kind of scheme, this newer scheme. But it's it's a scheme that they've... That Marinelli ran pretty much a couple of years ago, so and I thought he did well in, in that too. So um, I think he, he he's going to be a, a good fit. Um, you know, he was probably hoping for a, a, a bigger deal. Uh, I know he's been looking for a, a well, bigger. He's been
1: tweeting about it. Yeah,
3: yeah, he's been he's been he's been seeking a bigger deal. I mean, he probably thought he was going to get a better contract when he joined up with Drew Rosenhaus as his agent a long time ago. So you know, he probably wasn't anticipating this, but. Where they are with their defensive tackles, they've got some young guys with Gallimore, Tristan Hill. You know, he, I think he fits in there. Uh, I still think they need a bigger body, uh, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I don't. I don't foresee them getting um, Gerald McCoy. I don't think that's going to happen. So um, I think he's, you know, he's probably going to be mm-hmm. the veteran of the group, especially if Tyrone Crawford retires, like it's being, you know, like it's being anticipated that he will.
2: I feel bad for Antoine because the, I mean, the brutal reality is like if you're an undrafted player, you got to work really hard to reach true free agency. You know, like he was an exclusive rights free agent last year, which means that Cowboys had like they could tender him for an even cheaper price and nobody could even, you know, at least now under the restricted tender, another team could potentially make him an offer that couldn't even do that last year. And now it's, you know, it's very unlikely restricted free agents don't typically get offer sheets. It doesn't happen very often. So, you know, Antoine, Antoine entered the league in 2015 and it'll be 2022 before he can enter true free agency and kind of name his own price. That's that sucks. But <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to have him back. You know, I, I love his demeanor and what he brings to the team. You know, no offense to him, I don't. I don't think it's enough. You know, the trio of of him, Tristan Hill, and Neville Gallimore. Like, I like that, but I don't love it. Um, uh, Gerald McCoy, whatever. You know, I I don't think Indama Kinsu is likely to come here. I I spit out my coffee this morning when I saw what the Lions had to give up to get Michael Brockers. You know, if you told me I could get a guy like that for a future seventh round pick. And his cap hit is only $8 million. It seems like a heck of a deal to me. But doesn't seem likely. Um, you know, but what, so. what's
1: going on with uh, Jerome McCoy? Because a couple of weeks we were talking about him. And it seemed like we all thought that he might be back with the Cowboys. Do you guys know what, what I, exactly is happening with him?
3: I was just told that it's probably not going to happen. Um, that doesn't... That doesn't mean that it won't. I mean, maybe that has something to do with his price and his price tag. But um, hmm. the way it went down last year, it, it, you know, and they even said, "Well, we might bring him back." But that, I don't know, Dave. That just never seemed like that was that was a situation that that's going to yeah. be like reconnected. Just the way it, the you know, when you when you say, "Hey, we're going to put a." stipulation on this contract based on your right quad. We don't know. We don't know if we trust it. And then a week later, the right quad blows out, and then it's like, ah, okay, well, we're releasing you. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like you're just going to, a year later, be like, hey, welcome back. Uh, I don't know.
2: It did... It it made me interested just the fact, you know, that he he stayed in touch with all of these guys. You know, Neville Gallimore credited him as, you know, constantly being in his ear and being willing to talk to him, even despite not even... you know, guy he wasn't even on IR, he wasn't on the team, but he still took an interest in these guys that Sooners. he had only known for a couple months. Yeah, well, that's a good that's a great point, actually. I hadn't thought about that. But either I mean still I thought they it, still I thought are maybe so. but I <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I wouldn't have bet on it, but maybe. And and that's what I was going to say, A.G., is, like, the unfortunate reality is the Cowboys are going to wait and see how the market shakes out. You know, I mean, technically, the the league year doesn't open for another few hours. Like, this has all been the legal tampering period. And there's, I mean, there's still a lot of interesting talent out there, and, and a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stuff left to develop. This doesn't affect the Cowboys, but just as an example... This free agent receiver market is just not happening at all. You know, Kenny Galladay and Juju Smith-Schuster are just sitting out there. And, th- th- you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of similar situations. Like, when are we going to see these veteran cornerbacks start to sign? Patrick Peterson, Richard Sherman, A.J. Bouye. Like, where are those guys going to go? And how much money are they going to command? And, you know, it's frustrating to hear, but the Cowboys are going to see how all those dominoes fall. And they're probably going to keep an eye on who's still available in the next, you know, four to seven days. And that's, those are the names that will start circling. It's just, it's not in their MO to be involved in this.
1: Well, let's go ahead and, and jump into the cornerback position since you mentioned that position. I mean, Chirovia Wuzia was a guy that we all expected him to be gone during free agency. He, he's expected to sign a three-year contract with the Bengals. And then uh, CJ Goodwin, that's a good sign for the Cowboys. They, they are expecting to sign him on a two-year deal, and he, he has been a big contributor in, on special teams for the Cowboys. So, cornerback <sighs> yeah. position. Big position for the Cowboys that we know they do need help. Uh, thoughts on this, other than, than what was expected? I mean, we do have Jordan Lewis that's still kind of up in the air. What are you guys expecting there to happen?
3: Well, um, I, I you, do think the yeah, CJ. Go ahead, Nick. I think the CJ Goodwin move is a, is a good one. I don't I don't even know if he's um, he like what I did there. A good one. Um, he, um, you know. He's not really a corner. He's more of a special teams guy. I mean, that's, that's, what, you know, that's what he does. When, when you see good plays on special teams, it always seems like he's around there, uh, whether it's he's getting the watermelon kick or downing the ball on the one-yard line or, or getting a fumble or even taking it 80 yards against Pittsburgh on that trick play. I mean, he's, he's the captain. He's the leading uh, tackler, and I think that's a really good get. Uh, for for the special teams units, there it sounds like there's going to be some shakeups going on and all over the special teams, but uh, that's a good uh, good get there. And I'll let Dave, I'll let you talk about Cheeto and Jordan and and what you think will happen there.
2: Yeah, I did, I mean, I get like I said, you're not going to hear me say anything sarcastic about CJ Goodwin. I love that signing yeah. a lot. Like every team needs a guy like that. And I did. Like people ask about that, and it's no offense to CJ Goodwin. I don't even think about him as a cornerback. Mm-hmm. Like this, this team was banged up at corner all year last year, and they turned over every stone to bring in guys like Stephen Parker and Rashard Robinson. They did all of that before C.J. Goodwin got a look because that's how far down the depth chart he was. But he is an incredible special teams guy. You know, our buddy Danny McRae was kind of like that years ago, and they're just. They're invaluable. They block punts. They down punts. They they tackle guys before they can return. Uh, the fake punt was amazing. Like I I love stories like that. And guys like that are really valuable. So I'm pumped that he's here. Um, Cheeto, you know, we talked about it. Honestly, his deal was smaller than I thought it would be, but it was still pretty damn big. I mean, twenty uh, up up to twenty two million. I think Cincinnati guaranteed him ten million um in the first year of his deal which is really nice for a guy that spent half of last season hurt you know he's he's only 25 years old uh he's art and he, he's started 40 games at 25 that's pretty that's pretty impressive and you know i had a long conversation about this on twitter yesterday probably didn't live up to the expectations that you put on a second round draft pick obviously given that he didn't sign a second contract here but Still a solid player, a good dude, good locker room guy. Like, I don't have anything bad to say about Cheeto. It's just you can't keep everybody, especially if, if they don't measure up to what you need. So uh, great for him that he was able to get that deal. I don't think I don't think Jordan would get as big of a deal, and that's why I'm at least optimistic that, that the Cowboys might be able to resign him because I think you can get him at a lower number, similar to what they did with Anthony Brown last year. And I would, if they're able to do it, I would love that because that would give you, you know, two guys that are capable of playing in the slot, two veterans that have been here that understand the scheme and, and it obviously wouldn't stop them from drafting a cornerback with a high pick. So I don't know if that's going to happen. I think the Cowboys are interested in making it happen. So that's, that's something to watch. I
3: I, I do see that. I do see that happen. Sorry. I I see that happening as far as him re-signing, uh, Because I just, you know, you don't want to go into the draft with an absolute need. I mean, you want to have some needs, but I think if if you just had Anthony Brown and and Trayvon Diggs, I I mean, there's you would everybody would know you've got to take a corner right there at ten, and then you probably got to come back around in the third or fourth round and, and get another one. So, I mean. If you could re-sign Jordan Lewis, it's still it's still a high need, and I still think it would be their top priority in the first round. But I, I you know, I just you don't have to. You kind of cover yourself a little bit there.
2: It kind of it goes back to what I was saying about following a manual. Like it's it's very it's it's a very similar story to what we hear every year. Like you say, oh well, if we re-sign Jordan, then we've got Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown, and Trayvon Diggs probably not excited about going into a season with that being our top three, but at least you could do it. And it's the same thing with Ty Niseki is like, don't love the thought of him being the third offensive tackle, but at least now we're not in a position where we're forced to spend one of our first two picks on an offensive tackle. I think I mean, that's the thought process. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anybody has to be thrilled about it, but that's the thought process.
1: Well, we'll see what they do uh, with Jordan Lewis, but outside from their their own guys, we've seen it in, seen it in the past where the Cowboys end up getting a guy that's kind of interchangeable between safety and cornerback position, and it's not necessarily a big-name guy, but they're always like, oh, if we need them at this position, they can move there. Are there any names out there that you guys might... Think of at the top of your head right now that could possibly be that kind of guy that could come in, have some veteran um, experience (laughs) in them, and also have that kind of flexibility as well?
3: Yes. Yeah, there are some names. And, you know, there are names that people like to throw out there all the time. Richard Sherman, uh, Patrick Peterson, you know. Um, But I I think it'll be interesting to see, though, before you go that route, is – are they going to get a safety, like a real safety, one that's actually done it in the game? Um, and, and, and there is a perception. People have done this for years. They think if you're a 7-, 8-year, 10-year veteran corner that's lost a step, you just slide over to safety. I mean, it's natural. And that's not the way it works. You've got to be a smart guy. You've got to understand the, the scheme. You've got to be willing to tackle. It's not just an older corner. Just because Rod Woodson, who's in the Hall of Fame, did it, and, and some others have done it it doesn't mean it's an easy transition that being said is there a smarter person out there that's playing football than Richard Sherman I'm not sure that's a smart guy if he, <laughs> anyone can do it I think he can do it and I would love that signing I really would I know that, that I just think that would be so fun if he was here and I, I think he'd be a good player but I, you know, we'll see what the money's like and how, if he could really transition I don't think he's ready to transition to safety though
2: yeah, I mean, him and Patrick Peterson both I think can probably still make some money playing cornerback, but I guess we'll see. But I Would and, you hate
3: that Dave, if Patrick again,
2: Peterson came here? <laughs> I would do a freaking backflip. Where, where does man, he rank that, on
3: the all-time Tigers in your list? I mean, he's not he's not ahead of uh, the Honey top, Badger.
2: Top 5 for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's him, Joe Honey Badger, um those I mean, those are probably the big 3. I could come up with a few more. Um. No, but I mean, (laughs) that's that's it's it's exciting. It's exciting, but frustrating because there there's a lot of talented football players out here. Like we've talked about this, teams have had to do a lot of drastic stuff to get under the salary cap. Like even even with most of the big big days, like. There are still guys that I think can still play. Like a guy that I've talked about a lot for the Cowboys who a Texas guy, I'm sure he would love a chance to play for the Cowboys. Kenny Vaccaro, Trey Boston is one 19th time we've talked about the Dan Quinn connection with some of the Atlanta players like Demonte Kazee, Keanu Neal, Ricardo Allen. Who else? I'm. I'm just looking at the name right now. Like there. I mean, a lot of guys have hit the market um, because of these cap constraints. The question, and it goes back to kind of letting the dominoes fall. How long are the Cowboys going to wait, and how low does the price have to get before they express an interest in any of these guys? And that's, I think it's a waiting game, and I understand that it's a frustrating waiting game, but hopefully when they do decide to dip their toe in the water. Because they will. I mean, we do this every year. Like, every year, everybody's very frustrated and sarcastic for the first few days. And they eventually dip their toe in the water. I'm not saying, obviously, the signings haven't been great. But they'll, they'll target some guys eventually. And hopefully, when they finally decide to do that, there's still some better players available than there usually are.
1: Well, when you see teams like the Patriots making <laughs> big splashy moves, <laughs> it's kind of hard not to get frustrated and say, well, "Hey, when are we making a big splash?" Or I mean, I know that Dak Prescott was the biggest splash right now, but still, in free agency itself, it's just—it's uh,
3: well, uh, always
1: frustrating. Well, you know, every year.
3: You got to remember too about about you know the Patriots. Like, if 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 the Cowboys had let Dak Prescott go. And he goes and wins a Super Bowl, then the next year you got all this money, then you better go do something because they have egg on their face. I mean they they let the greatest yeah. quarterback of all time go to another team and they won a Super Bowl in their first year. You better go do something and spend your money and go get get some guys. And um, you know, and I give them credit, they, they they've, they've done it. But they're they're you know they took they got their ass kicked last year. You know both. Literally, and then also like in the media and all that stuff. So they're they're fighting back. You know, Belichick's not gonna sit back and take that. But I'm just saying, you're right, what you just said. You Cowboys, you can't get all excited a week ago, and go finally we got finally got Dak. I'm so glad we got him, and then wonder where the money is. I mean that's that's where the money is.
2: Yeah. And I'll definitely I'll defend the Cowboys on that front yeah. all day, every day. The Patriots Bill Belichick's great. He's arguably the best coach ever. What they have done speaks for itself. But they they are a talent poor team right now. Or they were before they spent all that money. They haven't drafted all that well. They don't have Tom Brady or Gronk anymore. They let their best guard walk in free agency. They've got a few guys on defense. You know, Stefan Gilmore's still a good player. Dante Hightower opted out of the season, but like didn't have any good receivers, didn't have any good tight ends. Had a you know a stable of like okay running backs obviously don't have a top tier quarterback so they better spend some damn money yeah you know it's basically like they did they did the same thing that the Jags and the Browns do every other year which is to say they were terrible didn't have any talent so they went out into free agency to try to fix it the only difference is we're used to seeing the Patriots contend for Super Bowls so it seems weird to see them do that but. Uh, I would, and and you can make all the snarky comments you want. I know the Cowboys were bad last year. The Cowboys have talented players. Yeah. Like the Patriots would love to have any of the Cowboys' best six or seven players, including their quarterback. So, I, I will defend the Cowboys on that front. That I would rather have a bunch of good players under contract and not have a ton of money to spend than have to go out and sign other people's players because I don't have any good ones.
3: Yeah, and and you know,
1: well, last last week.
3: I, I will say Go this. Ahead, I'm sorry. I will say this. I do. What I do like about what the Patriots have done is that it, it's their willing willingness to ad- adapt. You know, I don't. I don't. I just don't understand why you have to have one way that you do it. You know, Stephen Jones said it the other day, and I, I respectfully disagree, actually, with saying, you know, we feel like... Well, I don't agree with him saying we feel like the best way is to build through the draft. I, I agree with that. That is the best way. It's the cheapest way, and but it doesn't always work. I think you got to have a willingness to adapt and say, you know what, this year... We do need to add a little bit more pieces. We need to be more aggressive in free agency. We're going to make a splash early. Just be able to do – it's not one way that's worked because – in twenty, we all know it's been well documented. In 25 years, it has not worked. So I don't really understand why there's all. you always have the same approach all the time. I, I would like to see a different approach. Now, if they just don't have the money, that's one thing. But there's been some years that they they have some, and I, I think that they need to alter the approach a little bit more than they do.
2: Which, and that, I mean, we, obviously, we can agree on that. That's the, fr- the frustrating thing to me is not that they don't spend big. It's that, it's this zero or 60 approach. They're like, the only way to do it is to spend no money or... You go, like, you know, 2012 and drop $50 million on a cornerback like they did with Brandon Carr. Like, you, it doesn't have to be that way. Right. I mean, and it was only it was only two years ago. What did they trade to get Robert Quinn? Like, a fifth? Yeah. Like, that's the stuff that aggravates me. Again, I know Michael Brocker's cap hit is big, but you can find a way to make that work. And all Detroit gave up to get him was a future seventh-round pick. We see teams do stuff like that all the time. Like... Your draft picks aren't that valuable. You can use them to go get talented players. Where was
3: Brocker's plan? And...
2: Rams? He was with the Rams. Yeah, he was with the Are you Rams. Are
3: sure that wasn't like a player to be named later?
2: You know? What do you mean? Wasn't he? Was this? Oh, as part of the golf deal? Yeah. I will say, in fairness to, in fairness to the Cowboys, the Lions GM used to work for the Rams. Yeah. So, like, that's an – I mean, that's an – and – I don't want to get too hung up on the specific trade. My point is trades like this happen in the NFL every single yeah. year. The Cowboys did it with Robert Quinn and it worked out really well. Yeah. And I just it seems stuff like that often enough. Like nobody's asking you to go sign an 80 million dollar contract, but you got to do more than scrape the bottom of the barrel. You've been doing that for a decade and it hasn't done anything.
1: We we gave them praise by the way they structured Dak's deal and the, way, and the amount of money that they were able to save for this year. And we talked about how they might possibly use that, uh, obviously, during the agency. So my next question, when we come back from the break, is do you guys expect the Cowboys to use that money that they currently have to evenly kind of distribute it and address several positions? Or... Is there a position that you feel that the cowboys could spend a little bit more in free agency, not necessarily a big, a big old splash, but a little splash that can get someone wet from like someone that's standing by the pool over there, you know? So when we come back from the break, I want you guys to uh, let me know if there's a name out there, or not necessarily a name, but at least a position that the cowboys might be able to do that with.
0: It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone
2: deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys?
0: Back to the break.
3: I don't. I don't have, actually have the read ready, so it, it's something about um, the <laughs> DC United, but I don't have it. I can read it here in just a second, though. Sorry. So Amber, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Are
1: we back live?
3: <laughs> yeah. This, is our, so, this yes. is our. back. I have to have a read, but we're we're back. I have. I'll, okay. I'll have it now. But okay. um, yeah.
1: You can say it at the end of the show okay. before we close.
3: All right. It's for the ultimate <laughs> fans right. and if you're at the um, end of the show you'll be oh, an you ultimate got it fan. Now. Yeah.
1: Okay. Ultimate fan. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Cool. Alright, well, I posed the question, big old splash or just kinda wet your feet and kinda see if it's cold or not and then slowly get in the pool type of uh Splash! That was terrible. That was a terrible <laughs> analogy. But I don't care. Whatever.
3: Who's gonna do? Just
1: give you're me a name, a position. Looking a ahead, ball, right? you're, you
3: looking, you're looking for a cannonball, right? You started saying one. You're looking for a cannonball that's gonna just like get everybody wet. Which that was last week. They did that. They made the big splash last week. But to answer your question, yeah. and, and I've said this before, like like uh, is there is there a position that you like? We're just gonna give. We're not just gonna spread this around. We're gonna get one guy. We're gonna sign one big guy here. Um, I would probably do a center. And I don't call that the the most intriguing position or the most needed position, but I think, you know, and I have made it clear I think Nick Martin would be a good addition. I think that if you get a big-time safety corner, you know, maybe there's a chance he's good, maybe he doesn't. We've seen it happen where, where they where they they don't play well. They're first round pick, they're a former pro bowler. They come here and it just doesn't work out. Um if you signed a guy like Nick Martin or a center that could really solidify the position, I just don't think he's going to suck. He's not going to suck. You put him next to Zach Martin, you put him next to Connor Williams, or you put him whoever on that line, I just don't think he's going to suck. And I think that you have a best chance to get a really good player if you get a guy there to help your the middle of your offense.
2: That's, I mean... It's it's exciting but also frustrating, AG. It's kind of like what I said because right now, again, the league year hasn't even opened, but right now I think there's more capable veterans that can still play at a high level available than there usually is because of all of the things teams have had to do to get under the cap. The question is, how are those markets going to develop and are those guys, will any of those guys be cheap enough that the Cowboys would take a look? Like, I could go down the list of guys that I think still might be able to give you something. Uh, Kawan Short, I know he's been dealing with injuries, but again, if you sign him low enough, it's low risk, high reward. Jarrell Casey is a name that is intriguing to me. Anybody that was tied to Dan Quinn in Atlanta is intriguing to me, whether that's Keanu Neal, DeMonte Kazee, Ricardo Allen. Oh, geez. There's, I, mean, I already mentioned some of the safeties. Kenny Vaccaro and uh, Trey Richard Boston. Again, interesting get- to-
1: Get in the head of the Cowboys. Close your eyes and think, like, you're Stephen Jones. Oh, okay. that's what, well, but that's, what makes it, that's what
2: makes it frustrating oh. is because if I got in the head of the Cowboys, they'd probably just be like, oh, no, he wants to. <laughs>
3: well, hold on. So, if we're doing I, that, I don't know. if we're doing yeah. that, then we're going to sign Robert Griffin, the like, third. That's, that's a, that's a yeah. guy that they would sign because he's come here. He's beat their ass on Thanksgiving, even though it was 10 years ago. He's done, you know, he's a name. He's a Texas guy. <laughs> you know he'll be relatively cheap I think so yeah I mean that's a quarterback obviously but it's those type of those type of guys
2: there's just unfortunately I mean I I think it just depends on how some of this stuff plays out I think I think there's probably a dozen or more guys that they would have interest in signing but only at a price that they like and that's what I mean it's it's going to take time for some of this stuff to sort itself out, and for them to. Well, de- I think that's why everything they've done so far has, other than Niseki, every like the majority of what they've done has just been tying up loose ends with their own guys, um, and and we'll see. Like, I mean, it might not take a week, but I just think it, it's a it's a slow play. It always is with these guys, so. What what I'm hoping is that when this kind of first spree of spending is over is that there's still a healthy amount of, like, veteran players looking for us a- because of the cap situation. That's – if I'm trying to offer you hope that the Cowboys are going to sign talented players, I think that is – that's the hope.
3: Yeah.
1: Can we at least hope that anything that they do this year – should be better than what they did last year and a better turnout of what happened in last year's free agency because that was a total uh i don't know the the word like it it just didn't work out for them any of the veteran guys that they brought through free agency just didn't make it through
3: well with one exception i think that's part of it sorry oh I mean, Greg, Greg Zerline was one mean? of the best players that yeah. they had. One of the most well, consistent yes, players. Yes, he's true. forgotten true. a lot because he's special teams. I get it. But um, he was one of the more exciting moves when they did it. It was like, holy crap, really? You know, I know people were excited there, and he had a pretty good, pretty good year. So um, you know, won a couple of games for them. Pretty steady. That was that was one one move there. And, uh, and I say that to, to say, you know, he he, he was uh, connected with John Fossil, who has been with the Rams, and we should probably at least throw it out there that it's it's been highly reported. It, it looks like it's going to happen where they the, the Cowboys could mm-hmm. bring in a long snapper there. Um, uh, Jake McQuaid, I believe, is his name. He's been with the Rams uh, several years, and so obviously that would signal the end of uh, L.P. Latticer's time here. Um with the Cowboys?
1: Well, I think I, I saw a lot of people uh, when these reports started coming out a couple of days ago. I saw a lot of people questioning as to why, like, why make that kind of decision when we know L.P. Latticer has been a guy super consistent for the Cowboys. He doesn't. Ever really makes an error. There was one time that it wasn't necessarily his fault. But other than that, in all the years that he's been here with the Cowboys, he's been, he's been consistent every time. He's always there doing what he's asked to do. So I guess, Dave, you can go ahead and get started on the, on this question. Like, why do you think the Cowboys went ahead and or they haven't made that move, but it's being reported that they might make the move there and just kind of part ways with Laduzer?
2: I mean, it it is interesting. Like you know, it, it doesn't seem completely finalized with McQuaid, but it doesn't sound like LP's coming back. And if that's the case, I would just say don't underestimate the pull of of coaches. Like I mean, like we beat this into the ground with Rod Marinelli. Like coaches want to work with their guys, the guys that like either get what they're asking them to do, or guys that they have a good relationship with. It's no surprise. You know, guys that have worked with Rod Marinelli have flocked to Las Vegas since he got to Las Vegas because you get in and you say, "Oh, that's that's not what I want. I'm going to get a guy that does what I want." And uh, clearly, John Fossil has pull. Uh, they re- they re-signed C.J. Goodwin, who was their their best special teamer, and they brought in Greg Zerline when he got here, who was his kicker the whole time he was with the Rams. And if they bring in the Rams long snapper, who I mean, he he seems good by all. Accounts, I mean, he made the Pro Bowl twice. Um, I, I, twice, yeah. So, coaches have pull, and and if, if the Cowboys are moving on from LP in favor of a guy that John Fossil worked with for a long time, I think it, I think that's why.
3: I think the number, you know, I think the number four scares people when you're looking at age. So, he just turned 40.
2: Only in football, though, Nick, not for, not for like, not that's for good. you. Yeah, only, only in football. In football. <laughs> I
3: mean, yeah, you know. People will say all you have to do is snap. And for the most part, that's really all you have to do. They protected these guys now with the rules that they're not getting, you know, hit uh, after they snap. The only thing is you got to go down there and run and, you know, make plays on special. You don't have to make plays. You just got to run down there. And I still thought, you know, he did an, a, a nice job with that. So I think you're right. This isn't really about, you know, uh, production and I don't even know what you're talking about when you said he had one bad play. I can't even remember any of them. Are you talking about the snap infraction? She's it's talking not, about the one call. in Washington yeah, the
2: BS penalty in Washington. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, that was not. Yeah, I, I, that was not his I still fault. don't it, yeah. yeah, I don't even know um exactly what what went down there and I mean he, he took the blame for it, I, it but yeah, I, I just think that that, that, that there were you know something about who you want to work with, who you want to who you want to deal with and you know, LP is what he is. Is is he the nicest guy in the world? Like, nah, no. But is he the me He's not mean. He's just a, he's just LP. <laughs> he's a deep snapper. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just hard to get better than zero bad snaps. So, good luck, I guess.
2: I, yeah. it, but like I said, like we see this all over the league. Like coaches. Coaches have pull and they make decisions like this. Like, John Gruden cut arguably the best center in the league yesterday. And as far as I can figure out, there was no real reason behind it. I think maybe John Gruden just doesn't like the guy or something. I don't know. Like, but, and like I said with Rod, like, we saw this all the time. Like, coaches are just kind of like that sometimes, where they're like, oh, I don't want that guy. I want my guy. Well,. But this guy's really good. It's like, I I don't care. I don't want that guy. I want my guy. Coaches do that all the time.
3: And by the way, when you said John Fossil has pool, uh, we saw that in Thanksgiving when he said, hey, coach, what do you think about running this fake punt here on fourth and ten? Like, you know, okay, let's do it. I mean, like, yeah, he's got some pool. (laughs) Maybe not anymore, but uh, yeah.
1: Well, LP is going to miss those cookies. (laughs) (laughs) He's
3: going to. Mr. Hey, is from the
1: training table. there's
3: another part of this, too. You know who else is excited about this?
1: Jason Witten,
3: <laughs> Jason Witten, 250, Go ahead, say it. 255 games played. Jason Witten and LP breathing down his neck at 253. Well, let's put a stop to that. So, it's like Jason Witten will be the all. And, and if, if LP never plays again for the Cowboys and all that, if that happens, nobody's getting 255. Like, that's that. Hard to imagine. That's not happening anymore. That's not hard. In, not in this, not the way the NFL is now. Guys moving so much. You just, you can't see that happening. Because you got to, not only do you have to play 17 years, you can't miss any games. So, I mean, it's for both of yep. them, though. Got to give credit. And, and I, I'll <laughs> say this. Let me say this real quick about LP. One of the more fascinating stories ever as far as a guy that, that got here. Just an unbelievable uh, right place, right time. And I've, I've lived that myself, so I appreciate that even more. This guy, if we wouldn't have stayed a week in California, which we've never done ever since I've been here, to stay a week in between regular season games. We played the Raiders and the 49ers. If we weren't there and the guy wouldn't have messed up the week before, we needed a snapper. Here's a guy sitting at San Jose State. If he, if he was from Clemson, he wouldn't have been called. But he was right there. He drove over, had a good snap. They said, you know, okay, we're going to sign you. You know, We'll see how it goes for this game. And it, and it went for seven or 16 straight years without a bad snap. That's a pretty great career and a pretty awesome timing for him. So, uh, you know, if, if he is done with the Cowboys, I think, you know, you got to give him credit for an outstanding career.
1: Yeah. Now with that, we are ready to end the show with that uh, cool story. <laughs> um, what's, what's the official time? <laughs> Sorry, Nick. What's the official time for free agency to start? Is it 3 p.m.?
2: The league year begins at 3 p.m. Central Time, so, I mean, if you're listening to this live, that's, yeah, two and a half hours from now, but...
1: But fair to say that towards... The end of the day, I mean, we should start hearing some more things about the Cowboys, even if it's their own guys that they're maybe. signing. Yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. Ne- <laughs> n-
2: never, never. Don't try to put a timetable on the Dallas Cowboys. If I've learned anything, I bet they're they signed three guys
3: today.
1: Well, they usually sign their own.
2: Yeah, I, there we go, Nick. I Nick Nick loves the bold predict predictions. Yeah. I love that.
3: Yeah, I bet they signed three three players mm-hmm. today. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say. Four players they signed today. Three of them will be re-signed, and one will be somebody different. Whatever. Okay. All right. We'll
2: see. Any clue? Like, you want to imply something? No, or, I mean. I mean, you already kind of did. Well, I, I,
3: I, I do think they're going to re-sign. Um, I think Joe Looney is a chance to be re-signed. Uh, I could be wrong with this. I mean, who knows what they're, what they're saying. I think they're in talks of it. I think Joe Looney. I think Jordan Lewis. Um, who else could be re-signed? Navy Blake Bell
2: no I, what about what about the outside guy oh that guy I, yeah, that little guy I, I wouldn't worry about that little guy the deep snapper
3: <laughs> How about oh. that?
2: <laughs> ah okay, there we go there <laughs> by the go. way
1: by the way we I just realized that we and, and we have to go, but we never got to talk about Joe Thomas and him expected to sign a one year deal with the Houston Texans to me that's a big loss for the Cowboys. Yeah. He was a guy that I mean, especially at the linebacker position that it's a uh, already a position of need for the Cowboys. So, any comments real real real, real quick before ahead, we Dave. leave the show? Uh
2: yeah, I I was bummed to see that. Uh, you know, the special teams, I would like to think that either Luke Gifford or Francis Bernard can help you replace that. So, that uh, isn't terrible, but the thing that made Joe valuable was he had the experience and the ability to step in and start you don't have that right now you definitely don't have it if sean lee decides to retire we'll see what happens with him and yeah i mean i think linebackers is sneaky sneaky big need for this team not it's not even sneaky it's just a big need and so you know we'll see what they do in free agency but i would be trying to address that in the draft early if i were them agreed that's tough
3: loss I, I thought we're out of time. So yes, <laughs> everything Dave said, I, I agree. This guy could start. He, he starts with you, so uh, he starts, and he was All always right. ready. Well, He's a big hitter.
1: Big hitter. All right, we're, we're gonna miss him here. <laughs> Hopefully, the Cowboys do address the position, whether that's here in free agency or uh, through the draft, at least. So, anyways, that's it for today. We are out of time for Nickyman, David Hellman, and member Garcia. This has been Cowboys Break on DallasCowboys.com Radio.